Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About, the podcast where we help you understand what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Jennifer. Welcome back, everybody. You didn't do your point, and I was disappointed. I know. My, le- my left hand was it. on my right arm, and it was weighing it down. And Anyway, did you hear my joke, though? Disappointed. Oh, that's good. I was clever, so... Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe, comment down below, and share this content with your friends and your enemies. And don't forget to do all of the social media stuff. Do the liking, do the subscribing, do the following, I think there is. And yeah, all of that's linked down in the subscription box, in the description box below. Oh no, I'm confused. Uh, Do the subscription thing too subscribe we already said that but yeah so from the pew research center and so i saw this article on ground news and i was curious why we have seemingly stopped covering the migrant crisis at the border i thought it wasn't pew research center i thought i was saying it wrong no it is the pew research center so you lied to me i was jokingly calling it the poo research i thought you were serious because i actually do like pronounce things wrong all the time not even serious this whole time you guys it okay is, it is pew not, like, not poo oh excellent i was right okay and for other <laughs> continue yeah. i i know you were a little concerned for all the people working there the uh poo researchers who I, research statistics not poo i was just like it's it's pew it, it, it anyway he's mean to me you guys uh, so migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border are at a 21-year high, and this is from August 13th. And this comes after an article was written by the New York Post from just today. And I think it covers just about the same information, but we're getting to it just now, which is odd. So from the Pew Research Center, the U.S. Border Patrol reported nearly 200 thousand encounters with migrants along the U.S.-Mexico border in July, the highest monthly total in more than two decades. The number of monthly encounters has fallen to 16,000 in April 2020, shortly after the coronavirus outbreak forced the closure of the southwestern border and slowed migration across much of the world. Yeah. But migrant encounters have climbed steadily since then, reaching 199,000 1,777 specifically in July. That's a very specific number. Do you think that there's a CB, CBP officer at the border and he's got one of those like little clickers and yeah. the number rolls over? Yeah, probably. Just like click. Uh, the July figure is the highest monthly total since March of 2000 and far surpasses the peak during the last major wave of migration at the U.S.-Mexico border, which occurred in May of 2019. And we have this graph here, and that is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. So, Really low numbers. Mm-hmm. What was happening in July or June of 2017? Uh, So remember, that was when Trump first came into office. And because he was saying, we're going to deport everyone and we're going to have these very strict regulations. So then you had a decrease of the number of people wanting to come across the border. Ah. At least during that time. I remember I read an article a long time ago about that. I was going to say, that is like a steep drop, though. That's Mm -hmm. like 
Ooh, that goes down. Right, because even at that time, we still had the same policies under the Obama administration. So it really wasn't a policy reason, but it was really just the rhetoric that was coming out. And just so a lot of uncertainty. Said, but... Right, gotcha. right. So migrant encounters refer to the two distinct kinds of events. This I did not know. Approaches. Oh, ah. Apprehensions in which migrants are taken into custody in the United States to await adjudication and expulsions in which migrants are immediately expelled to their home country or last country of transit without being held in U.S. custody. Wow. Most encounters have occurred in recent months have resulted in expulsion, not apprehension, under the public health order known as Title 42. Well, that's interesting. I don't know anything about that. President Donald Trump's administration invoked Title 42 in March of 2020, arguing that it would slow down domestic spread of the coronavirus by expelling migrants rather than holding them in close quarters in U.S. immigration facilities. And I pulled up that Title 42, <laughs> and I guess it just has to do with order suspending the right to introduce certain persons from countries where a quarantine Teenable communicable disease exists. So really, it was just, I guess, an emergency act preventing people from coming in, specifically because of COVID-19. Yeah. Between April 2020 and the end of the Trump administration, more than 80% of monthly migrant encounters at the southwestern border resulted in expulsion rather than apprehension which makes sense with the title 42 <laughs> expulsion has become, which is interesting because we also had that remain in Mexico policy, which would be expulsion as well, whereby you're saying if you came in illegally or you're claiming asylum, then you have to remain in Mexico until mm -hmm. you get your court date. So maybe that's different because that's asylum versus yeah. these are just these encounters are just actual, in which like... they just come across. They're not claiming asylum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would hope that, Asylum is not factored in. But, I mean, maybe it's better if it is factored into these numbers because... I don't think it then is. these numbers are a little, like, inflated, I guess. I don't think it is because I think they would have specifically said... Because if you're, file, if you're claiming asylum, then you would not be app apprehended, at least. And maybe you're expel expelled. Yeah. Maybe they would fall under that, maybe. No, you're probably right. They probably would make that distinction i can't imagine the federal government does not have a distinction for every single thing but yeah that's true um expulsions have become less common and apprehensions more common in the first months of president joe biden's administration in july 47 percent of migrant encounters resulted in expulsion down from 83 percent in january when biden took office during the same period, the share of migrant encounters that resulted in apprehension rose from 17 to 53 percent. So you had an increase in apprehension from 17 to 53 percent. Yeah. And you had a decrease in expulsions. expulsions. Which makes sense that when one of those numbers goes up, the other one goes down. Because mm -hmm. you're only doing one or the other. Despite this shift, the Biden administration announced this month that it would allow Title 42 expulsions to continue, given the current increase in migration and the threat posed by the Delta variant of the coronavirus. The administration is also reportedly preparing to offer coronavirus vaccines to migrants who are apprehended and held in U.S. custody, which is a fantastic idea. Yeah, 100%. I agree with both of those things. I understand why Trump would have put it in. 
because yeah, that was super scary time. We had no idea what was happening. I mean, we still have no idea what's happening. So, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I agree with Biden for keeping it. One apparent consequence of the expulsion carried out under Title 42 has been an increase in repeat border crossers. Also makes sense. Right, because if you're being expelled, then you're just going to try again. In July 27, which is really a shame if you're spending money, like if you're paying cartels to help you get across yeah. and you're spending money and you don't make it and then you spend more money and you – it's just not a – I don't know. I'm not that person, but it's just a sad situation. In July, because, you know, really just being taken advantage of at that Yeah, point. yeah. In July, 27% of border encounters involved migrants with at least one previous encounter within the past year. That was up from an average of 14% between 2014 and 2019 fiscal years before Title 42 took effect. Um, to, to your point again, don't you think that the cartels and everybody, they know all of this is happening? They know they're not going to make it? Oh, yeah, of so, course. So, I mean... What do they care if you make it or not? Yeah, They're getting they paid regardless. they have absolutely no skin in the game. They mm -hmm. want you to get expelled. Mm -hmm. They're probably calling them up and being like, yo, get some. Mm -hmm. Get them. And I think I maybe I made this point a long time ago. I don't think it's appropriate really to blame... I don't Actually, I don't think anyone blames illegal immigrants for wanting to come here, right? They're making a journey, and they do, you know... You know they are escaping a bad situation or, or a worse situation than compared to the U.S. Yeah. So I don't think anyone can blame them for that. But I can blame the cartels if they're taking advantage. Because how much do they do, do just everyday people in Central and South America know of the border or what the policies are or whatever? Probably if you have, nothing. Right. My imagination is you have a cartel member come down and tell them like, oh, yeah, it's open. You can go up. You can take your family. You can go see them. It's only going to cost you a thousand bucks, but it's a really comfy journey. And then you get on this journey. It's absolutely terrible. Okay. You're walking through the desert. It's dangerous. You have no food. And then you, you make it. You have to swim across the Rio Grande River, and then you get turned back. And you didn't know because your travel agent was the cartel. I mean. travel agent. <laughs> your travel agent sucked. Yeah. And more power to them. I mean, I think someone that's making that journey is would be a fantastic fit for the U.S. I mean, they seem to care more about the U.S. than some Americans. So then my question is, why are they doing it again? Or, I mean, I guess the answer to that is clear. But like, like if you've lost really, everything, like, right? Yeah. If you came from Guatemala and you spent all of your money or a large chunk of your money and now you were turned away and you're sitting in Mexico, which is not your home, and you don't know anyone, you don't have a job, you don't know what to do. Why wouldn't you not try I guess try that's again? kind of your only option at that point. Right. It's so, fair. If only, only we had, like, I don't know, a teleportation system, and they're just like, oh, oh, well, I'll just jump in the teleporter. I'm back in Guatemala, and it's be easy. No travel. You wouldn't have no to take your train or something. I don't know. Uh, single, adult dry, single adults drive the recent increase in migrant encounters. My, my question is, were they single before they started the journey? I mean, because that's a long time. That's a long <laughs> journey. So you, it could just be that they're like, okay, listen, I can't take this anymore. We've been out mm -hmm. in this desert. tot. Been in this desert for like, what, two weeks? And I just can't take you anymore. It's like, don't they say before you marry someone, take them on a vacation? Take them on a vacation. There's like three things. There's like three things. There's yeah, like they... three things. Take them on a vacation. 
live with them. Mm -hmm. There's one more thing. But... I think it's camping. Oh, God. And so this is essentially the camping slash vacation aspect. My third rule is look at how they roll their toilet paper. If it's over, if it's under, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Just as long as it, you agree. If you don't agree on how to do your toilet paper, then don't marry them. I don't want to marry someone who cares about how their toilet paper is. Seems, Everyone cares. Seems like a control issue. No. There's a right way and a wrong way. Okay. Well, um, good luck in that. Good, good luck in the dating scene. Um, but yeah, I think that's really funny. Like, do they start as a couple and then... I don't yeah. think so. Let's, let's read on. Maybe okay. we'll see, like, some age ranges that will... Yeah, so like a section or, or like a like an area where there's just like a pile of engagement rings that have been taken off. <laughs> yeah, I can't take it anymore. Here it is. Try to find it in all the sand. Single adults accounted for 53% of migrant encounters in July, up from 28% in May of 2019, while people traveling in families represented 38%, which was down from 64% in May of 2019. 19. Do they maybe not mean marital status at all and maybe just like a single adult? Like one person not traveling with a family? I guess we'll read on. Sorry. Oh, like if it's a husband and he's still married but he's just getting away he's from just, his wife? Or he's just going to like pave the way mm -hmm. because it's a dangerous journey that he doesn't want to send his, you know, oh, have his like kids with. Ahead. Yeah. And then like he'll send for them later or something once he's legit and I'm just saying. I have no idea. Maybe we're misreading this entirely. Uh, the share of encounters involving unaccompanied minors was unchained, unchanged at 9%. Migrants, origin, their origin countries have also shifted since May 2019, with Mexican nationals accounting for a larger share of encounters, and people from the Northern Triangle countries, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, representing a smaller share. In July, 26% of migrant encounters involved Mexican citizens up from 13% in May of 2019. People from the Northern Triangle, Triangle countries accounted for 45% of encounters in July, down from 78% in May of 2019. And I wonder, I think maybe that has something to do with maybe relations between Mexico and the Northern Triangle countries because Mexico also has a border wall. Right. So maybe they're making sure less people are getting through there. And so then you have people who are in the Northern Triangle countries. They, they're less likely to be able to come up through Mexico then. And also we did have that um, something. It was uh, the three country agreement or something. So whereas if, if you came from Guatemala uh, and then you hit Mexico, or I can't remember which one touches which. Mm -hmm. But anyway, whatever country you hit first, that's where you have to claim asylum from. And so I don't... Oh, that makes sense. I don't think we're still doing that. I think that was something that was repealed. But who knows whether or not these countries are still doing it because they might be doing it. And if that's the case, then maybe people from the lower countries in that triangle are getting stuck in the, the, upper, the upper countries. Makes I wish sense. I knew off the top of my head which one touches which. Yeah, but. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, like, super distracted by these bar graphs. 
Oh, that's they're neat. just very awesomely organized. Yeah, that's neat. I don't even know how you read that. Well, because like over here, it's you see the 64 for the family units, which goes down into the lower. I'm probably explaining this. Oh, really I see. Badly. It's 19 on the left, 21 in the back, uh, on, on the right. You can see how it increases over time. Yeah. That is cool. So I just think that's really nifty. Migration from countries other than Mexico and the Northern Triangles has also increased in recent months. Around three in 10 encounters in July involved migrants from other countries, up from 9% in May of 2019. So we have this article from the New York Post. And this one is more recent from today. <laughs> So more than 200,000 illegal immigrant encounters have been reported in August. So they're referencing that Pew Research mm. article. So I'm not sure how much of this is actually going to. Or repeat. wait, didn't they say that that number was from July? Because this is oh, the second straight month the number has exceeded that mark. That's true. So, so I think the Pew was saying that was from July, and this is saying that it's from August. Okay, so they had 200,000 then, and we still have 200,000. In August. More than 200,000. Okay, and then it goes on. It says the second straight month in that number has exceeded that mark mm -hmm. in an extension of the illegal immigration crisis that has plagued the Biden administration since its start. There were 208,000 encounters last month, according to the Homeland Security officials. And while the total is down slightly from July's more than 212 encounters, it's still a 317% increase over August of 2020. Now, it is safe to say that there was a pandemic. So how many, what would the number of encounters have been Last year. had there have not been a pandemic? Mm -hmm. But then I think you also have to look back to previous years as well when there weren't pandemics as well. And it, it probably in my opinion, it would have been the same. Well, it says a 233% jump from August 2019 when there wasn't a pandemic, okay. which recorded 62,707. Right. I So So still 233% up. So. Right. I still think it's, yeah, I still think it would be high. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. closer. It's probably like a medium between 233 and 317 maybe. Yeah. And I also wonder maybe, I don't know, I'm just speculating here, maybe you have a 317% increase Maybe it's so high now because so many people wanted to come, but they couldn't before, and now yeah. everyone's coming at once. Maybe. <laughs> of the encounters in August, 49% involved single adults, down 7% from July. 44% of the encounters resulted in expulsion under the Title 42 guidelines of the protections, which begun, uh, as, as we know, because of the COVID pandemic. In August, there were 18,000 encounters, almost 19,000 encounters with unaccompanied children, down slightly from July, and 86,000 encounters with family units, a 4% jump from July. Just think about that. There are 19,000 encounters with children who have no one with them. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. I don't even think insane grasps the brevity of that situation. I mean, it's the only word I can think of. I know. So. I know. I can't. I can't. But that's like 19,000. Like, imagine you just like. Abandoning 19,000 children. Right. 
And I guess ethically, we see it as wrong. But at the same time, is it ethically right if you believe that your children are going to have a better life than yeah, you could provide them? Yeah, see it as a better life, even though, I mean, I try to think of like the American foster care system, which okay. is already overrun. So say we put all of those children into the foster care system, <laughs> it's still a pretty crappy life. Or even think about um, like uh, uh, during like World War II, right? England was bombed to smithereens, right? And they would send their kids on boats to the United States for a better life. Yeah. Is it the right thing to do? I don't know. It depends, I guess. Hmm. If for me, I think I would, that's what I would do. I think that's the right thing to do. If you, if it, if there's a better chance that your child will succeed, I think that's the, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't agree. I mean, I think we should have policies in place to prevent that from happening. But if I was in that situation, that's what I would do. Um, the data provided to Fox News, uh-oh, has not been released publicly by Customs and Border Protection. President Biden has been criticized for rolling back or scuttling many of the immigration policies of former President Donald Trump since taking office in January, including the construction of the border wall and the Remain in Mexico program. My dad was so funny. I don't know how my dad votes. I think he's independent or something, but. He was so funny when the migrant crisis erupted again. He's like, didn't we solve this? Like, what are we doing? The, aren't there other issues? Like, we fixed this. Now we're doing it again. Yeah. So I, I, guess, I guess my point is all the people holding out for student loans. and You always love to, like, make that point to me that my student loans are never getting canceled. That's one of my policies. I know. Unless you elect me, they're not getting done. And I mean, they're not getting canceled with you, but you have, as I like to say, reasonable mm -hmm. policies and you identify a problem. Mm -hmm. You identify why the quick fix is not going to work, but you present a reasonable alternative. That's all I ask from my politicians. I just think it's really funny that like everyone, everybody, everybody wants to move on from these problems that have plagued us for the last several decades. We've been talking about migrant problems for at least my entire lifetime. Yeah. We've been talking about global warming for at least my entire lifetime. We've been talking about the Israeli conflict for at least my entire lifetime. But we're still just doing those things. Yeah. Everyone wants to move forward and tackle actual issues. There's no moving Well, forward. new issues, I guess. There's no moving forward. There's no moving forward. We're just gonna stay. All we do, all we do in this country, it seems, is we elect people to the House of Representatives solely so they can decide what the new tax code will be for the next year. And then we just repeat. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to fix all these issues. And they're like, oh, no, wait, we can't. We can't because the other people We can't because us. you have to elect us so we can elect fix us the... next year or in two years. And we'll definitely, maybe, probably fix it then. Shouldn't I? I don't know. I almost feel like I'm just spitballing here. Mm -hmm. Then that's all we do here. I know. Maybe then a student loan problem or a solution should be. I don't, I don't know if they can do it, right? But maybe it should be introduced in the Senate, where 
they at least have six years to work on it. They're not doing that either. They don't want you to do it. But my point is then you at least, if the problem is, well, we need more time, so you have to elect me again for another two years, then maybe you're, you shove it off to the Senate. I don't know if they're allowed to draft something like that because it's yeah. spending and that's in the, the House. But No, I think they just don't want to fix anything so that they can keep promising to fix things so that they can keep getting elected. Yeah. Well, I would like to solve these problems. I want some peace and quiet. You know what you should do? You should run for office. Oh, in case you didn't know, please check out our campaign in the description box below. If you're a registered Florida voter, fill out the the ballot signature request form and send it into our P.O. box to help us get on the ballot. If you want someone who at least wants to fix the problems we've been dealing with for the last 20 years. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Shameless plug. And also someone who doesn't really care about being a politician. I care about the problems. I don't care about being a politician. Yeah. Didn't I say that? Like, well, if I lose, someone asked me, like, what would you do if you lose? I was like, I, I, was like, I get a job. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this sounds really bad, but, like, um, you're going to be a terrible politician. If you think about being a politician as mm -hmm. what politicians are doing now, you're going to be terrible at it. That's fine by but me. But that's the whole point. I would, yes, I want to be the best terrible politician. The best worst politician. Yes. That will be me. There's our new slogan. If you want to see that on some campaign t-shirts, let us know in the description box below. I hope I get a Lifetime movie. You should get a Lifetime movie. That's a good title. The best worst politician. Oh, I like it. Lifetime. Who do you Call think us. would star me? Why wouldn't you star you? I don't think I'm a very good actor. You're right. You're right. I actually thought about that for yeah. a second, and I was like, no. Never I mind. have some pretty okay one-liners, but <laughs> I trying you... to give me direction to act is a nightmare. Cue cards. Um, sorry, that's kind of an inside joke. That's true. I also can't remember lines. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you want to play you in your Lifetime original movie? Oh, who's the guy from... What's that movie? How I Met uh, the Show, How I Met Your Mother. Which one? Patrick Stewart or Neil Patrick Neil Harris? Neil Patrick. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris would make a good you. I think he would. <gasps> he would make a great you. Does he actually wear suits in real life like he does in that show? Somewhat, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. But I mean, as someone who is an I avid mean, he's suit been wearer, Barney Stinson for. Oh my God, you are a lot like Barney Stinson. I am. I had never done that. Noticed that before. I'm so sorry. Now I have to rewatch How I Met Your Mother. You're still voting for me? <laughs> of course. And I'm still helping you, but I loved Barney Stinson. Anyway, we've Although digressed I, a smidge. I cannot pick up women the same way he does. Yeah, he, so. he was a... So. It was all scripted, too, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so Neil Patrick Harris, if you want to help us out with our Lifetime movie, call us up. Uh, while shelving Trump's policies, the president and vice president Kamala Harris have been forced, oh, focused, on the root causes of immigration, violence, poverty, and corruption in Central America. I think those are fantastic. I've even argued this. I think this. I think that's in my immigration plan. I think that that's gotta. I mean, I don't think it's actually in there. You have to start by making it where they want to stay. No, I think that's the second thing you do. I mm. I, I disagree. I think the first is thing is that not you... what they're saying? No, that's what they're focused on. 
Right. So they reversed the policies that were in place. The remain in Mexico and they stopped the construction of the border wall and the no third country policy, which is where the, the asylum, you can only claim asylum in, yeah, in one country. The best way to get people to not want to come here is to assist them in fixing the country that they're from. True. Is that not the point that they're making? It is the best thing you can do, but it should be the second thing that you do. So then what's the first thing? The first thing is preventing people from coming in first, right? If you have a, a burst artery, right? You don't talk to them about diet education. And their cholesterol. And right, right. The reason behind why it happened and what they can do for long-term health. The first thing you do is you solve the problem. You, you, you plug it, you, whatever you do. Right. We're not doctors. Thank God. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but yeah, that's my point. So the first thing you do is you solve the acute problem. And the acute problem is why are so many people coming here? And how do we prevent that from happen happening? And how do we bring them in in an organized manner rather than just allowing people to walk through a desert, potentially dying along the journey and in the Rio Grande River and dropping off 9,000 kids without parents? Mm -hmm. And then once you have that secure, like we did, then you focus on the violence, the poverty, and the corruption, because it's never a one, a, a, a one uh, solution. There's never one solution. As you we have talk to do about both. all the time. Right. You need the acute, and you need the long term. They're working on the long term, fantastic. But you also need the acute as well. That's fair. Um. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was caught on video last month telling border agents that the situation at the border is unsustainable because the system can't handle such large numbers of illegal immigrants. Thank you, Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, for backing me up. So you have to get that situation under control first and then, you know. But, I mean, you can do both at once. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they're not like... A and B. Right, right. It's like one A and one B. I hate when people say that. It's like, well, we have we have issues at home we have to worry about. It's like, but they're we not have, mutually exclusive. We have hundreds of different departments that work on different problems all the time. We also have tons of people who need jobs, educated people who need jobs. So, give them jobs. They're in the right. I don't know segment. what you're talking about. There's tons of qualified people to do the jobs and fix the issues that we have hire them listen to them no still not okay. i still don't that's uh, fine i think it's a good point whatever it's for i just don't know what it's for but it's it sounds like a good point it, it it's again agreeing with your point that we have numerous departments that can handle all the different issues that's really but they have employees oh you mean like create a different and a more no no never mind i'm done with my people? point I'm over it. Uh, we can't continue like this. Our people in the field can't continue, and our system isn't built for it, he said. Kudos to you. He would know. He's doing the job. So. Mm -hmm. So let us know in the comment section down below. What do you think of the ongoing border crisis? That's a yeah, that's heavy, a heavy There's comment gonna be, request. There's gonna...
um, message Jack words. directly on Instagram with the answer to that question because I just want him to sort through all that. Uh, 500 words or less, double spaced. <laughs> um, what would your solution be, I, I, I suppose, um, outside of what they're already doing? Yeah, that's a, that's a good request. Or leave a, leave a giraffe gif because you know I'm all about asking people to leave different gifts. Mm -hmm. So. Whichever you prefer. Leave your solution to the border crisis or a giraffe gift. And solutions to all the problems. All the problems. And while we're on that, make sure to like all the things, subscribe to all the things, follow all the things as applicable, and just do all of the social media stuff. It's all down in the subscription. Oh my gosh, description box below. I did it again. As long as it's not a prescription. Or prescription. <laughs> the prescription box below. But we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.